Hey everyone, welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato, founder and fitness coach of Thrivology in Alexandria, Kentucky. And last time we started a conversation on the sugar effect. We talked a little bit about what sugar is and how it's digested in the body. To quickly review, there are 61 different names for added sugars, but those aren't sugars per se. Within the body, sugars are called saccharides. Also, saccharides make up the sugars that make up the sugars in our foods. There are four types of saccharides that we find in our foods. There are monosaccharides, which mean one molecule. There are disaccharides, which means two. There are oligosaccharides, which means many. I'm sorry, that means a few. That is three to nine saccharides or molecules. And then there are polysaccharides, which means many, which is 10 plus molecules of sugar. So no matter how many molecules of sugar there are in a food, no matter what kind of saccharide it is, it is eventually broken down into a monosaccharide in the body. Of course, fiber is non-digestible. That does not make it in the body, but everything else is broken into a monosaccharide. The main ones are galactose, glucose, and fructose. Galactose is converted into glucose eventually. Glucose is shuttled throughout the body. Fructose is not. It is shuttled, shuttled straight to the liver where it is sometimes converted into glucose, but most of the times not, and it is stored as fat. I went over that very briefly because we're going to talk about that a little more here as a segue into today's conversation and how Sugar can be dangerous depending on how we eat it. So to start, it's worth briefly talking about something we talked about in the Counting Calories series, which I referenced a few times in the last episode. But in the Counting Calories series, we talked about calorie availability. One of the things that impacts calorie availability is the processing of the food. Further a food is processed, the faster your body, uh, the faster and the more that the more calories that your body will process or will ingest. Um, let me rephrase that or let me try and say that a little better. The more a food is processed, the more of the calories your body will utilize. That's a better way to say that, I think. So if you eat 100 calories of an ultra-processed food, your body might utilize 95 calories of that or put into the bloodstream 95 calories. Whereas if you eat 100 calories of broccoli, which would be actually more challenging to do than you think, if you eat 100 calories of broccoli, your body might utilize, say, 30 calories of it or might actually ingest or put into the bloodstream 30 calories. That's just a made-up number. I'm not sure if that's actually the case, but that's the difference between eating something that is ultra-processed and eating something that is not processed. So that's important because 58% of the U.S. of a U.S. diet is made of frankenfoods. Frankenfoods are ultra-processed foods. They are food-like substances that walk like food and talk like food and act like food, but they are not actually food food. They were stripped apart. They were torn apart and grinded apart and then put back together in a, and then stored in a box or stored in a bag and then sold to you and told, you were told that they are, it is food for you to eat. Of course you can eat them. And most, 
lot of things that are in boxes and bags can be very tasty, but they are not very useful for the body. Part of the reason is because your body utilizes a lot of the calories in them. In other words, your body ingests a lot of the calories in them through, uh, through the small intestine, which then gets into the bloodstream, which then has a big impact on your health outcomes. The two main Franken foods that we have in our diets are beverages, which make up 47% of the added sugar that we have in our diet, and snacks, sweets, and cereals, which make up 31% of the added sugar that we have in our diet. 47% beverages, 31% snacks, sweets, and cereals. So if you do the math, that's already... 78% of the added sugar in our diets. That means everything else is kind of a sidebar. Important, yes, but probably not as important as snacks, sweets, cereals, and beverages. So just as a quick side note, if you're looking for a quick way to reduce some sugar intake, go ahead and tackle those two categories and you'll be just fine. So the most common sugars, added sugars in these substances are sucrose and high fructose corn syrup. There are 59 other types of sugars that are utilized from agave syrup to corn syrup to molasses and so on and so forth. There are 61 different names that you find, but the most popular, the most utilized are sucrose and high fructose corn syrup. The Molecular structure of sucrose is 50% fructose and 50% glucose. The molecular structure of high fructose corn syrup is 55% fructose and 45% glucose. You'll see why that's important in a second. So let me take a quick drink because we're going to dive deep. Hey guys, I want to take a second to tell you about our online lifestyle development program, Good Wolf Academy. If you're looking to level up your health and fitness in any way, Good Wolf Academy is where it's at. We all need help in our nutrition, and one of the big aspects of Good Wolf Academy are our monthly nutrition lessons. These are 15 to 20-minute lessons done by our nutrition coach, Trevis. She goes over some topics to help clarify some things so that you don't feel as confused about what's going on in nutrition world. Also, you get a weekly movement lesson from Coach Sharon, where she's teaching you the importance of movement and some basic ways to improve your movement throughout the day so that you can get yourself feeling better. This is also supported by a movement practice Monday through Fridays. Those movement practices are there to nudge you to get up off the couch and get yourself moving because sedentary living is killing us and we need to move more. You also get two optimized recipes to help enhance your diet, enhance your nutrition, make those healthy things taste more tasteful because we all feel like healthy needs to be bland. That's not true. Healthy things can be very tasteful and these optimized recipes are there to help you. Also, we have mastery programs that are included. They are included in your Good Wolf Academy membership. This is not to be understated because these mastery programs can range anywhere from $100 to over $250 as a standalone program, but they are included as long as you are a member of Good Wolf Academy. Finally, do not overlook the importance of surrounding yourself with like-minded people. 
and the Good Wolf community is there to support you in the Good Wolf feed. Whenever you have any issues or you feel like you need to create a bond, put yourself, put a post out into the Good Wolf feed and you'll get a lot of good feedback. Also, the coaches are there to ask or answer any of the questions that you have whenever you need any clarification. So don't wait any longer. You can try Good Wolf Academy absolutely free for two weeks, for two weeks. If you go to thriveology.us slash goodwolfacademy, you can get started absolutely free, two weeks, and it is only $35 a month after that. Go get started today, and I look forward to seeing you in the academy. Okay. So I covered briefly what we talked about last time, the digestion of sugars in the body. Let's talk about that again real quick so that we can see why this is a big deal. Fructose, I'm sorry, let's start with glucose. Glucose is used in every cell in the body for energy. It is, it stimulates the release of insulin. Insulin then shuttles glucose to all the cells. All those cells contain things, things called mitochondria. That's where the glucose is utilized for energy. What's left over is shuttled to the liver. The liver can easily process it as well. It's either stored in the liver then as liver glycogen or moved to the muscle for muscle glycogen. What is left over, which is typically not a whole lot, depending on a couple of things, which we'll get to in a second, but what's left over of the glucose is then goes through the process of de novo lipogenesis, which means the creation of fat. It is stored as fat in some way, shape, or form, either as visceral fat, subcutaneous fat, or triglycerides um, in the bloodstream. Fructose, on the other hand, is not used for energy anywhere. No cells in the body need or utilize fructose. Fructose is sent directly to the liver. It does not stimulate the release of insulin. It is actually a low-glycemic food technically. Fructose is very tricky in that. If you've heard of the glycemic index, it is an index of carbohydrates. It is indexed based on, uh, I think glucose is the standard. Standards. So glucose is given the, the value of 100, and that value basically gives you an idea of the insulin response that the carbohydrates will have. So anything above 100 means that it's going to spike your insulin faster. Anything below 100 means that it's going to spike your insulin slower. Fructose doesn't spike your insulin at all. So it's very tricky in making it feel like it is a healthy fat. It also is correlated to food, I'm sorry, fruit. It is the, the sugar in fruit. So we think that fructose is healthy because it is the sugar in fruit. So fructose is very, very tricky in that. But fructose is not used for energy and um, it does not stimulate insulin uh, release. So therefore, it, it goes straight to the liver. And because it goes straight to the liver, the liver has to do all the processing of the fructose. It's either stored in the liver, stored in the, then, uh, uh, I'm sorry, it then it is, oh man, had too much coffee this morning. It then is 
translated to fatty acids or triglycerides, which are then stored in the liver, put into the bloodstream, or stored as fat. Okay. So glucose we can use very easily. Fructose we don't use that easily. This is why fructose is very, very dangerous. There are two other reasons why fructose can be dangerous. Um, this is going to get a, a little technical again, but stay with me. So first, when you ingest glucose, it, I'll say, I'll say this technically, and then I'll say it literally, it transiently decreases energy production in the cell. That basically means that it lowers energy production in the cell, which liter literally means for you that it lowers your energy. It lowers your energy. So it does this through a process that basically when you ingest the fructose, through the processing of it in the bloodstream, the body takes out a molecule called AMP, adenosine monophosphate. That molecule is needed to help produce more ATP, which is your body's energy molecule. It is literally the molecule that gives you energy to do anything, to pick up a pen or to run a mile. The, so when you eat fructose, part of that process pulls away AMP, which does not allow the cell to produce more ATP. So it literally lowers energy. This also means that it is lowering your metabolic rate. If you remember from our burning, burning calorie series, we talked about the resting metabolic rate. It's the amount of calories that you burn at rest. So when you ingest high amounts of fructose or sugars containing fructose, your metabolic rate is literally lowered. So this increases your fat storage. You with me? You ingest fructose, energy is depleted in the cell by reduction of creation of ATP. Through that process, your resting metabolic rate is also lowered, which increases the likelihood of you storing fat. Okay. At the same time, at the same time, this is crazy, at the same time, your ability to burn fat is also decreased. So your ability to create fat or store fat is increased and your ability to burn fat is decreased. Um, your ability to burn fat is decreased by an enzyme called AMP kinase. That part's not very important, but essentially um, that molecule AMP kinase is a molecule that stimulates the burning of fat, but that molecule is inhibited or blocked whenever you ingest high amounts of fructose, which reduces your ability to burn fat. So just to say this very straightforward, when you ingest fructose, and, and there's an important factor here, but when you ingest fructose, both your ability to store fat and your ability to your ability to store fat increases your ability to de to burn fat decreases boom when you ingest fructose okay so why am i emphasizing this why am i emphasizing 
that when you ingest fructose, that's what happens. Well, fructose, or I'm sorry, sucrose and high fructose corn syrup make up a significant part of our diets. Like I said, 58% of our diet is frankenfoods. Of those 58%, 80% of them uh, contain added sugar. We have 47% of our added sugar diets are beverages, 31% are snacks, sweets, and cereals. Those contain, contain sucrose and, fruit and high fructose corn syrup. Half of sucrose and high fructose corn syrup on average is fructose. So when you are ingesting a lot of fructose, this is what's happening. Your body is naturally going through this process of trying to digest it. And in the process, it is increasing fat storage and it is decreasing fat burning. The interesting thing is why this happens, why this happens. So you would think fructose is a quote unquote natural sugar because it is in fruit. Regular sugar is also a natural sugar because it comes from sugar cane, but that's an argument for a different day. Nonetheless, you would think that your body would like the fruit that's coming from, I'm sorry, the sugar that's coming from fruit because it is from fruit. It is natural and it does like everything else in the fruit, of course, but um, the evolutionary process here is very interesting. So fruits are naturally, not all fruits, but most fruits are naturally become, become ripe later in the fall. And because they come ripe later in the fall, 100,000 years ago, later in the fall meant that the next season was winter. And if the next season is winter, that means there's going to be less food. So if there's going to be less food, the body needs to store fat. So when the body signal or when the body feels it is, is given fruit that contains fructose, the signal is that you need to store this because the next thing that, that's coming is starvation. The next thing that happens in the coming weeks or months is no food famine. So the body is signaled to store fat, to stop burning fat by the fructose due to evolutionary processes that kept us alive when food was scarce in the winter. We stored more fat so that we could stay alive during the winter. So this is a very natural process. It makes perfect sense. But today, there's so much freaking fructose available to us that it's literally killing us. And this is technically how. Um, the two main factors. So here's, here's where you can start to have an impact. The main factors when it comes to this process of our volume and absorption. The volume at which the fructose is taken in and the ability to, for the body to absorb it. So let's talk about the absorption first, going back to our calorie availability idea. When you ingest foods that are more processed, the body more easily absorbs the calories in those foods. When you ingest foods that are less processed, your body less easily does. So 
when you ingest an apple, a whole apple, the apple is whole. It has a whole lot of compounds in there. It has a bunch of cellulose, all those linkages in there, the fiber, all of that good stuff, a bunch of micronutrients, lots of good things. So the fructose that's in the apple will not be digested as readily and as quickly because of everything else that's in there. If, on the other hand, you drink apple juice, apple juice, okay, which is just a juiced apple, it is fully processed. It is literally just sucking out the sugar, sucking out the tasty stuff of the apple. So therefore, your body will ingest and utilize most, if not all, of the sugar from uh, that apple juice. This is why I say that fruit juices are probably potentially more risky than sodas because we think that fruit juice is healthy because it says fruit first. But all a fruit juice is is sugar is sugar. It's just sugar that was squeezed out of the fruit. Even orange juice with pulp in it, it's still ground up. It's still just a big mess of stuff that was ground and squeezed out. And your body's still going to utilize a ton of it. Now, luckily, most of us don't drink sugar. I'm sorry, don't drink fruit juice all day. We will, however, drink lots of soft drinks throughout the day. So the absorption matters a lot. And what we eat with our sugary foods matters a lot. Like I said, the more whole a food is matters. Um, Also, the type of nutrient matters. This is all stuff we talked about in counting calories, so I'm not going to go super in-depth. But nonetheless, if you drink, if you eat protein with Uh, a meal and you're having a Coke with the meal, it's going to slow down the absorption of the sugar from the Coke. If you just drink the Coke, the sugar is going to be digested a lot faster. So that's the absorption part. The other part of this is the volume part. Volume literally meaning the amount of the sugar that you're taking in. So if say, just since we're on the topic of fruit juices, it's let's say you have a glass of apple juice and you take three hours to drink the glass of apple juice. Like every 10 minutes, you take a sip, and it takes you three hours to drink it. It's probably not going to have that big of an impact because over the course of three hours, your body can process through it and sift through it and figure things out. However, let's say you take that same glass of apple juice and you chug it. You drink it in 30 seconds. In 30 seconds, that is a high-volume of sugar that is being flushed into the system very quickly. So your body has to do something with it. And since it can fructose, your body doesn't utilize all that well, it's going to store a lot of it as fat. So the volume at which these fruits are, these sugars are taking in is a big, 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 big deal. Okay. Two things to think about the absorption and the volume at which you're taking these things in. Okay. Um, Woo! I know that that was a lot to cover. 
I know that that was uh, a lot to listen to, I'm sure. So uh, hopefully you got a lot of that information. I, I do believe that it's very important to understand that fructose, fructose, fructose as it's th- like, yes, in a fruit, in a whole fruit, it is a very, I don't want to say useful, fructose is still somewhat useless in the body, but nonetheless, like in fruit, because there's so much good other micronutrients and compounds in that fruit, then it's, it's, I mean, it's worth eating fruit. Like fruit is very useful, very helpful. But when you start taking that fruit, sugar, fructose, and putting it into drinks, especially, but even other products, cereals and sweets and things like that, that's when it really, really, really becomes an issue. So I can't stress that enough. That my friends is how sugar becomes dangerous. So let's look at a few questions before we get going because my brain is like running in circles right now. Um, A few questions before we get going. Question number one. How many whole foods am I getting into my diet? Whole foods are foods that are minimally processed. All foods are processed to some extent, but whole food looks like a food. If you pointed to it, you'd say that's an apple, that's a chicken breast, that's a banana, that's broccoli. Those are whole foods. One ingredient, you can point at it and you know what it is. How many whole foods are you getting into your diet regularly? Question number two. Am I becoming the kind of person that prioritizes healthy food options? Am I becoming the kind of person that prioritizes healthy food options? Remember that this whole journey is about creating an identity. It is about about becoming a person that prioritizes their health. It is about prioritizing your, your health so that you can live a long, healthy life, so that you can be there for your family for as long as possible, as best as you can moving forward. It is not as simple as just making changes. It is a transformation of yourself. Okay, which leads us to question number three, which is, have I reduced my sugary beverage intake lately? If answer is no, then how can I do so? If answer is yet, yes, then how can I do better? Because if there's one thing I can tell you that will potentially be the bane of your health, it is sugary drinks. Sugary drinks, sugary drinks, sugary drinks. My goodness. If sugary drinks were not on this earth, we would not have a quarter of the health issues that we have today. So the more you can reduce those, the better off you're going to be. All right. We got deep there for a second. But that's all I have for you today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And until next time, my friends, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.